Stand by. The vacuum tubes are warming up. This is a special live broadcast. Right here on Georgia Radio. Good evening. This is Wade with uh, Matt Jolly here with me. <laughs> You can't Georgia. say that kind of stuff right at the start of the show, and then and then wait for us to go to break. That's right. We, we say this. I say something that'll get us tickled that I can't say on the air, and then we're laughing about it, and then y'all are wondering what are they laughing about. Well, I can't tell you, but uh, yeah, you, well, you are. Well, you could. Here, but you could well, tell I them. Could, but that'd be the last show, probably. Yeah. But uh, or it'd be a big, completely different show. But anyway, um, you're here. with <laughs> Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio Show on Georgia Radio with Matt Jolly and myself, Wade Peoples, and Luke Conway, sidekick here with me, the baby, and uh, brought to you by Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. That's our sponsor, and we're proud to be sponsored by them. They're a great company, a great family, a great product. Well, Matt, how are you? I'm good. I'm doing just I'm fine. I'm, it's, we're, I keep waiting on this rain. I got a, a message uh, just a few minutes ago that says it is six minutes away from the barn. And that it's well, going to rain saw, for I, a few few more. I was I was listening to the uh, the Georgia Radio app. The My Georgia Radio app was telling me that it was just a few minutes away. So well, I was watching Channel Six, uh, and the, the uh, weather lady said that it, the, the front was dying. It was in West Georgia now and moving, and it yep. was going to probably uh, peter out a little bit and going to die down and uh, and lose some punch. Not a lot of no bad weather, just some little rain. And we need rain. It's getting dry and dusty. It is. It is getting dry and dusty. And, you know, I was I was talking to some friends of mine that are farmers uh, just the other night and they were uh, they're out pulling up corn and all this kind of stuff. And they were worried about fires, you know. Yeah, it's that it is that dry. You know, I was talking to Mace Henry, a friend of mine today that makes a great guy, good, good, good folks. And he and his entire family. And uh, we were talking about farming. And uh, Mace farms. He serves on the board of education. He farms. He's got uh, uh, involved in a lot of things here. A young farmer in the community, involved in his church, family things, and so he's he, he's a good one to talk to. to I've never farmed, and uh, a lot of people say well, you've never. No, I've I've never farmed, and I've helped with farming and been around farming, and you learn a lot by helping and being around, but you don't you don't learn it at all or learn enough. So. We were talking today about the the current crop of cotton and and peanuts mostly. Uh, corn uh, was good this year, but there's not a lot of corn right. There's very few soybeans. You know that's funny that when I was young there were no soybeans, and then soybeans got to be the the, the crop. Uh, when cotton died out, um, cotton faded away because of the boll weevil, and also because. America and the world became enamored of uh, man-made fabrics and polyesters and right. things. And it was kind of a double whammy for cotton. But the, the cotton, the bow weevil eradication program, really, it paid dividends. And But by the 1970s, uh, two things that I thought would always be here, turpentining had faded away and cotton growing. And that 1976, I remember, was the last year that a bale of cotton was ginned in Emanuel County. They were still growing some in Burke and a little bit in Scriven, but after that, but in our area, cotton had gone away, and it came back in the 1980s and the 90s. It really came back strong, and the soybean that had become ubiquitous began to fade away, and people that had been growing beans and corn went to cotton. Tobacco 
also went away. It was a common crop back then. You don't see tobacco anymore. Raising hogs was a local thing that farmers did. That went away. So there's been a lot of changes in farming in my uh, lifetime, and I'm not that old. I'll be 64, by the way, on Halloween, October 31st, this next week. It's my birthday. I'm going to come down and knock on your door. It, 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 you are. Yeah. You're going to be a, a, like trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat, Mr. Wade. And I'll come out with a pillowcase full of candy. <laughs> I bet you will. <laughs> and whack, and whack me right upside <laughs> the head. <laughs> and it ain't going to be Tootsie Roll. It's going to be hard uh-huh. candy. It's going to be yeah. a hard candy. Yeah, yeah. a pillow but, uh, full of Smarties. Right to the, <laughs> right to the head. <laughs> Way didn't get many trick or treaters out where you live. No, and uh, I'm that's fine with me. I'm an old curmudge, and I'm like, ah, who is that? And I, you know, kids. Ah, bah humbug. I'd be like the Ebenezer Scrooge of Halloween, even though it's my birthday. I feel that like gives me the right to be, you know, where I don't have to fool with getting that candy, huh. you know. It's my birthday. If they somebody, if somebody you know, knocks on your door, though, they should bring you candy. But if someone knocks on your door out there, they're probably seeing if they can pave your driveway listen, or your roof. I, listen, this is true. <laughs> Months and years pass that nobody knocks on my door. <laughs> <laughs> I, I lived, before I moved to where I am, this side, I lived on the other side of Garfield on, in a mobile home in a, a pecan orchard. And I told somebody that only one time in the thir- 12, 13 years I lived there, did anybody knock on my door that was somebody I didn't know? Hmm. One. Who was it? It was it was somebody that was that was uh, lost. Yeah. Had a flat tire. Yeah, I don't remember. They were lost and looking for, you know, uh, they were lost. And I told them where to go. I've driven yeah. past that place with you. Yeah. And I got to tell you, if I were lost... That's probably the last place I'd walk up to and say, excuse me, I need some directions. That's the kind of place that you just never come back from, you know? No, no. That's, yeah. yeah. But they must have I've been had, from around uh, there, though. They, country folk. The, on, the only time since I've been here, and I've been here on like three or four years, three years, I guess, well over three years. This house, and I love it out here. It's equally secluded, and I think I've had one time somebody knocked on my door, and that's a story for another time. That was a, yeah. It, it, I don't, I don't know if I want to tell that story here. Well, uh, we're going to load up the car, right? I bet Susan, Susan, and uh, everybody else that's listening to this show is thinking about how they can get over there and knock on your door on Halloween night. Yeah. So. Yeah. Randy is. Conway might bite them. Yeah, if Randy's listening, he's thinking. Going to be the, oh, yeah. the pork rind bandit come to your doors. What's yeah. going to happen? All right, so what do yeah, you got Randy for us tonight, by pork the way? Rind. He, Randy makes some, he, he, he does make some fantastic pork rinds. Good Lord. What do you have for us tonight? Because you've been planning this show all afternoon. I know you've got something. Yeah, just... I, I worked on this show for a good 15 or 20 minutes today, <laughs> and it shows. No. <laughs> <clears throat> what do you got? You got something you want to talk about tonight? I know you do. Well, I just want to talk about farming and and the, and the crops and things. Um, that's um, Georgia folk and farm life. That's what we're about. Okay. Farm life, yeah. Did folk you did you see uh, that our friend Chris Adams, CB Adams, has pulled up his 
his gopher rice patch? No, I, I know. Listen, I want some of that rice. Isn't that great? I want, we need to I have wanna, him on. I, yeah, I want to. I want to Chris to cook one of those hogs, those uh, ball hogs, and and a, and a, um, and some of that gopher rice and some biscuits. Yeah, he shared a picture of uh, of him holding a little hog. Yeah, those, and that's the little baby hog. What did he? The other day, the na- he named that Sal. What was her name? I loved her name. I don't, it's a oh, cute it, little pig, though, that he and, sold. Um, Mary Todd. I think that's right. As in Mary, Mary Todd. Todd Lincoln? Yeah, Lincoln's mom. <laughs> named a Sal after her. <laughs> Which, uh, Chris is hilarious in a very dry way. I <laughs> it was Mary Todd. That's what it was. I cracked up when I saw that. He named his, his heritage uh, uh, Sal Mary uh, Todd. I know that's what it was, yeah. There you go. Mary well, hey, uh, I, one, the other thing I wanted to mention, uh, seeing as how we're talking about farming, is the Georgia, at the Georgia National Antique Ag Show is coming up. And you've got to come to this. Uh, I would love to go to that. It's yeah. November 10th through the 12th, right there in Perry at the Georgia National Fairgrounds. And I'm telling it's you, this is my favorite there. event that they have there. really is. I've been to a bunch of events there. And this one, this one is my favorite that they have. And, you know, it's the same weekend, I think, as the big gun show that they have going on up there. They also have the mini tractor pool. And I think there's a uh, junior livestock show and rodeo going on up there. Well, I bet Jerry Green will be there. You I know he's going to be there. Jerry. Yeah, he'll yeah be Jerry there. loves he, – he, he is a stalwart little mini tractor puller. He's He's got some great uh, competitors. That family has really um, – shown how committed they are to it with the, with the level of the quality of the work the builds they have and the and the pools they do i wonder if they'd the, let you and me uh race down that track on some mini tractors no no they wouldn't do that and <laughs> they would know better they'd know better. that'd be they'd fun know better. you'd turn around yeah. and go the other way though that's what well, i'm i they'd have to have a pretty hefty one you know it's like jockey i mean you know i think you have to have uh, an advantage in weight and things like that in you know, a mini tractor pull, and you would like you need a lightweight person, and you're much more lightweight than I am. Listen, I'm an old hard ass, and you may have to edit that part out, but that's what I am. I'm an old one. Listen, I was there last year, and uh, they've got some calorie enhanced participants. <laughs> you're going to be just fine. So you're telling me it's not like horse jockeys? It's not little, no. little people out no, there on they're, the mini They're track. not looking for folks oh, like me. Oh, maybe I, yeah, I was just thinking of horse racing, I guess. Now, they do have some kids out there that do it. Yeah. And I watched a kid that was probably eight or nine years old go down the track on one of those things. Just moving. I'm serious, moving. Now, they got those a guy kids, that. Hey, those kids are good. Uh, they, they, they really, they've learned, to, they've learned that craft. They know how to do those pools, huh? What do you what do you call the the wart on the pickle that sits back there in the back end? I don't know what else to call it, but the the person that rides the sled. Yeah, they got sled a jockey. They've got a guy back there that rides the sled, and you know we could do that. I mean, how hard could that be? Yeah, they just have to take a few blocks off of it and get the fiber <laughs> on there to get the weight right. <laughs> Watch the front end coming up. <laughs> he picked up the whole sled. Somebody tell Wade to turn around. Yeah, I think it'd be fun. Are we going to go? Let's go on a on a on Saturday. Let's go down there. That's going to be a busy weekend. Yeah, we might just do that. We've got a Griffin Opera like House show that same weekend. Going to be a busy oh, weekend. Yeah. Gonna be fun. Listen, that is one fabulous place. That Griffin Opera House is a beautiful place. 
Well, I'm gonna I'm just gonna if, if you, you come haven't up here. seen it, Google it. Look up uh, pictures of the uh, Griffin the historic restored Griffin Opera House where. We will be having, or Matt will be having some events there. and We'll and, be uh, having the old-time radio hour there. Radio hour, and I hope yeah. to be involved in that. You will be. You're going to be singing. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, don't, hey, don't, <laughs> people leaving in droves. I can hear them right now. Oh, we're going to, we're going to turn it up a notch. We're going to have a good time up there. Yeah, but I, I, I really think you ought to come out to the Antique Ag Show. They, they have uh, some really, really great things yeah, out there. I like the old tractors, the old gas engines, stationary engines, the old hit and miss engines, the steam engines, whatever they have, and, and the old farm implements and things. Yeah. Well, syrup, they'll have a syrup boil going. Syrup and, boil. Yeah, they'll be cooking syrup. They'll have uh, some cane grinding and all that kind of stuff going up Which there. Which reminds me, Matt, you know, that's coming up. Uh, most people around here that uh, make syrup, do cane grinding and make syrup, they do it around Thanksgiving. And so that's next month. It's a little early for it right now. And uh, George L. Smith State Park will have their uh, annual cane grinding event and syrup making. That's always well attended and a good thing. But it was, I am proud to say that there are still a good many uh, folks around here that that still make good syrup the way they used to. The only difference, most don't do wood-fired because it's hard to find old fat lighter uh, cat faces and, and fence rails and posts and things that, and low lumber and stuff. And so most have gone to propane uh, gas-fired uh, uh, syrup uh, cookers. And uh, they make the syrup that, that the way they used to. And I enjoy, always enjoy going to one, at least one uh, syrup bowl. And it's a it's a, something that's in your blood, and and the, the syrup is a, the final product is is a bonus. But the experience, if you've never been and sat in in a, a syrup shed or syrup house where somebody's making syrup the old mm-hmm. way, it's a it's a wonderful experience, and, it, and it's deeply ingrained in our culture. It's that too bad we've right. never been invited to one. The whole time we've done this show, we could be live from a syrup boiling. Yeah, we could do yeah, that. We could do the whole show from down there. Now, I'm going to find somebody that will let us go do that. Yeah, you need to. The sooner the better. Have you ever better. been to a syrup Not up here. Or anywhere. Yeah, I've been to one, but it, it wasn't very Where? good. Where? Well, I'm afraid to tell you about that story. It was Texas. A, it was a late it was night. Last... It was a late night at the IHOP, and we got a little carried away uh, with that uh, bottle yeah, of Ms. Okay, Butterworth. Yeah, yeah. Waitress, yeah, yeah. yeah. That Anyhow. don't count, man. That's not count. Hey, it a, it's it's time for a, a break here. No, well, I wanted we got it. We got to get on something real quick though. Before we go to right before we go to break, did you see the thing that Miss uh, um, Miss Linda Roach shared about the birth of those two little beautiful babies? Did you see that the other night? I know no, you don't no. allow hospital beds, but it had it had a mama and two babies in it, and uh, this beautiful thing written about these two uh, beautiful babies that were born. And uh, I just think it's incredible. What a great story. They're, they're just gorgeous little babies there. And uh, it was written by Cameron Clay. And he says, I'm without words. I don't even know how to describe what I witnessed today. The love of my life giving birth to our beautiful girls. I have a deeper appreciation for my wife than I have ever had. The amount of strength and courage that she's shown over the past 36 weeks. Uh, it's unworldly to me and leaves me wondering what could possibly be better than this? Isn't that great? That is. That really is. Words of a new father. Yep. Right there. I like that. Truly great. I like that. You want to take a break now? 
Yeah, this time. All right, here we go. Hi, this is Wade Peoples from Georgia Folk and Farm Life Radio. I'm here to tell you about Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. And you don't have to worry about supply chain issues or where your beef comes from. Do what I do and call Meeks Brothers Cattle Company today. You can get a whole, half, a quarter, any amount of beef you want. Good quality beef. Vacuum packed. Lasts up to three years in your freezer. It's grass-fed, grain-finished, made to order. Visit Meeks Brothers Cattle Company on Facebook today and tell them Brother Wade sent you. And that's Meeks Brothers Cattle Company. Thank you. I know you can hear me, and so can your customers. Lots of people don't take kids seriously. Well, listen up. Advertising on Georgia Radio is seriously easy and affordable. Visit georgiaradio.com slash advertise or, better yet, call the station. So let's talk. Your customers are listening, and so is my mom. Hi, Mom. Get ahead of postage rate increases this year with Stamps.com. It's like your own personal post office. Sign up with promo code PROGRAM for a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's Stamps.com code PROGRAM. Welcome back. Welcome back. And you have here, and if you're just joining us or you rejoin us after the break there, you're listening to uh, Georgia Radio, Matt Jolly's Georgia Radio, and my show, Georgia Folk and Farm Life, a radio show. It brought every Tuesday night, brought to you by Meek Post Calcutta. Hey, Matt, yeah. we're, we're back at it again. I, I'm, I'm sitting here. I'm reading up. Uh, there's a lot of folks stirring the pot tonight on Georgia Folk and Farm Life. There, there's some pot stirs. I'm reading, and uh, not all of them are you. Hey, I like no. that. Uh, I like that uh, thing that you shared about kids' forts. Uh, we've got a new fort uh, in the woods, made out of uh, all kind of stuff uh, that was donated by my neighbor, and it's just uh, that that just warms. I think that warms everybody's heart when they see a kids' fort coming together. Yeah, that was a you know. Uh, we had them in the, we would, uh, we realized that, that, that we could use steel from the beavers when we were kids. We didn't have, you know, sharp tools much that mom and dad didn't give us a lot of, we'd kill one of them. My brothers and I would yeah. whack one another with axes and saws. And so, and we certainly didn't have chainsaws, but we had beavers there on the creek that would cut trees down and, and we would, um, would steal them over there and, 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 uh, make our forts out of them. And, uh, yeah, and in the middle of the night, you'd hear four little feet. Yeah, coming up the coming up the driveway, trying to get there. Retaking uh, it, yeah, re- <laughs> reclaiming the, their... the fort. We kept wondering why does our fort disappear? What happened to our fort? Yeah, <laughs> we're fortless. What yeah. happened? Y'all know Wade's... the enemy. Yeah, the enemy came during the night. He <laughs> got it. That yeah. explains why that that one finger of yours is a little shorter than the other one. That beaver, you were wrestling that yeah, beaver, beaver that night. That's right, wrestling beaver, nipped yeah, it off. Yeah, just nipped it right there. A lot yeah. of people don't know. I've got a, a missing part of a finger, and that was a, a, a work accident. But I pick little kids that, what happened to your finger? And I tell them, a bunny rabbit bit it off, and or a deer. And, and they would be, like, freaked out. <laughs> the, the best part of this whole fun. story, though, is that when I said that, Wade looked down at his hands like, like, wait a minute, what? You become so, yeah. it becomes so, you don't even think about yeah, it. I've, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm not used to people making fun of me like that much. Uh-huh. So, you know, uh-huh. you have crippled uh-huh. handicap, you know, <laughs> <laughs> keep, keep, keep coming. <laughs> well, let's wait. Going back to, we'll go back to, uh, hold on just a second. 
to kids' sports. Back to farm. Yeah, no, the farm, farming. I, I was uh, going back to talking. I was talking to Mace Henry today, and and we were talking about dry years and wet years and good harvest time. But you can have a great crop, and then we've all seen great crop years ruined by uh, too much rain, and farmers being unable to either unable to gather the crops or having to delay harvest and yeah. the quality goes down. And that's true of cotton. You you know, if it gets successive rains on it, it's, it's hanging in tags. It's just the quality goes down and, the, and it doesn't pick well. And the same with peanuts, too much water. And we had that uh, hurricane coming the other day. Of course, it turned and went away. But a lot of farmers dug peanuts in a hurry and got them brought in, trying to get in ahead of that what was suspected to be a big rain. And then it turned out to be a, a bust, which was fine. But it, it rushed the uh, harvest season for a lot of farmers with the peanuts. And so what looked like great peanuts wound up being seg twos. And, and that's something that uh, we talked about. Mace used to... Uh, be to run the uh, peanut market in Swainsboro for several years. He was manager there, and then uh, so he knows you know a lot about. And we were talking about peanut grades. Um, a lot of people don't know this. When you when farmers sell peanuts, they uh, they're graded when they deliver them to the peanut market, and that peanut market's got a separate room, an area, and t- samples are taken of every farmer's load, every load that comes in. And they, they're run through tests in a lab, basically. And that is manned by uh, people that work in for the government. They don't work for the peanut place. Mm. They don't work for the they, – they are, are, are independent. And uh, they just they, – they don't know the farmers. They don't know the people. They're brought in, and, and it's kind of a, a faceless thing. They're in the back room. Samples are brought in, and the, the uh, they're tested. And the, they, the grade they get is the grade they get. Mm-hmm. And sometimes peanuts uh, will, you know, they can have aflatoxin. They can have different kind of damage and different yep. things. But um, so you want to bet. But but sometimes they'll be uh, have a lower grade, and that really uh, uh, those peanuts can be shelled and, and eaten. They can be used for oil and other things. So it really really de- uh, hurts the price that farmers get, and that's about one of the few crops that's dependent on uh, independent government paid. Um, graders that mm. work seasonally at the at every peanut market. It's a buying station if they buy peanuts. They've got uh, Department of Agriculture state people that work there uh, that are hired for the season, trained and grade peanuts. And that's at the mercy of that. And, and it, But that's a little known aspect of the peanut. And you can't take it's, it to more than one place, I guess. No, you, 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 you can't both. divide your load. No, you take that load there and they uh, they it gets uh, graded and uh, so that I've seen some uh, farmers really get upset. Yeah. Uh, I haul peanuts and be up there a lot. I've seen farmers, and and it's it is really hard to have a, a bountiful crop, great yield, and yet have them grade bad. But uh, cotton's graded too. But uh, you know, I'm not I'm not familiar. I used to haul cotton seed and go to gins. I've been to every gin in in Georgia, and some in other states. And uh, but that's been years ago. I I hadn't been involved in going to cotton gins in a long time. But I did haul cotton seed all over the country to dairy farms. That's an interesting thing too. But today something Mace told me. Uh, <laughs> we were talking about years when it was dry and you have good harvest season and you have a good crop year and then a good harvest season. But then sometimes it there've been years where it just rained. It would start raining in the fall and rain just about continuously 
right into the spring. And uh, I I remember some years, and he was talking about one farmer in particular who's a very he's an older gentleman. I know him well. He's from originally from Canter County. He's lived right near between Twin City, between there and Swainsboro, his most of his life. And he he has farmland in Canter and Emanuel counties, and his son's a, a big farmer too. But uh, he was, <laughs> he swears this is true. He said, you know, usually used to cotton was traditionally most gins finished bailing. Um, of course, it didn't grow the, the volume of cotton we do today. And the the, uh, the gins would try to finish uh, ginning by Christmas. That was something everybody tried to do, finish ginning and shut down by Christmas. When cotton really became a big crop again a few years ago, uh, gins started running still ginning in january hmm. and people were still picking cotton after christmas now when they they'll be gin everybody will pick their cotton it'll be there in modules and store in these yeah. round bales now and they, and it'll be pretty much all in in the next few weeks but they might it might be a backlog it might be into january it's occasionally even bump in february uh ginning but this farmer was talking about one year it was so wet he couldn't uh pick his cotton get the pickers out there in the field and he said that he swore this was the truth, and if you if you know farming, you know how uh, unbelievable this is. He said that he finished picking a field of cotton one day in March, in March, and replanted it the same day. It was planting time before he picked that field of cotton from the previous season. He picked it and planted it back in cotton the same day in Just March because it was so dry. Yeah. It had been no it had been I mean, so wet. wet. Yeah, yeah, it took it took it that long to dry and out. I, wow. I mean, I know, I know, Mason's telling the truth, and I know that that gentleman that that he was referencing that told that. I, I know him to be a honest, stalwart Christian farmer, and um, and, and but that's just I, I we laughed about that. That's a, that was a bad crop year, Matt. He didn't get much for that cotton. I can promise you that it didn't. Yeah. It didn't. And uh, I don't know. I don't know why he wouldn't, I, though. I mean, it was. It, I don't know who would gin it in February. You know, what I'm saying that in March. Yeah, but it, you know I mean, there's there's a lot of there's a lot of bachelor men that would have loved to have had clothes made out of that cotton because it was, it was already shrunk. <laughs> it was already shrunk. You're not, you know. Hey, you were speaking about nuts earlier. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, I got. Can I? I please yeah. forgive me for what I'm about to say to the person who I'm about to say this to. I haven't laughed this hard in a long time. And our, our dear friend, Mr. Michael Bright, shared a video this last week that just made me smile from ear to ear on Sunday. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. You remember this? Let's see if I, let me see if I can play it. Here he is. He's dancing right there in the Main Street Market. <laughs> Here goes the, the moon. There's the, the moonwalk. Memory Museum, yeah. If you listen, go to go go to Main Street, um, Main oh Street Market Music Music Memories Museum on Facebook, <laughs> and check out Michael dancing to that tune. There, it was a great, it was a great video. You just hear him moonwalk. Here, oh, here's the slide, Michael. Yeah, he's kinda, I'm telling you, that just. <laughs> I've got, yeah, I, I'm telling you, it should go viral. He, he needs to dance a lot more in those videos because yeah. he makes a lot of videos down there at the Music yeah, Memories he does. Museum. That's and he, a great. He just has a great time. You know, he's a Southern Gospel uh, singer, too. Yeah. Yeah. Got, he's very got talented. He's a very talented man and, yep. uh, and, a, and, a, and a fine dancer. And if you don't believe me, yep. go, go watch the video. It's you, Music you Memories Museum. You, you can't watch it and not laugh. I shared no, it on Georgia Radio. If, you want, if you're having a bad day, go watch yeah. Michael Pratt's video of him. Uh, yeah. He could. He could. 
brighten a lot of people's day. He busts a he move. Just, that yeah. say he busts a move. If he, I, maybe we should take up like a, you know, like a, a request line for him to dance too. Yeah. And I bet people yeah. would all over the, the world. I, you know what song I'd request the first one? Which one? <laughs> Don't mess with my toot toot. That would be. <laughs> I forgot about that song. It's a great song. Yeah. <laughs> What was the guy's name? Don't mess with my toot toot. Yeah, that's a good I song. Know, big hit. Yeah. yeah, that was that was in yeah, the eighties. That's a great song. We need to play that one on Georgia Radio. Yeah, don't mess with my toot. Yeah, that's a great song. Well, I think yeah. it just uh, it, it just great stuff though. <laughs> I, I'm serious. I, I I loved it. I loved every I loved every oh, bit yeah. of the stuff that he shares there. So. Yeah, it's like I say, uplifting. It's all uplifting and fun and positive. There's nothing, you know. You go and and we just give them a plug to the uh, Main Street Market. It's an antique mall there that Michael runs and his family there, and and he also does gospel singing. And he'll come to your church and sing if you want him to at an event. And he has the um, Music Memories Museum where a lot of big stars, country music stars, and early rock store um, memorabilia there, things they own, motorcycles, uh, clothing, just you, things you wouldn't think he'd be in Swainsboro at a museum, but he's got it there. We're going to have to charge him for this. Yeah, we have to send him a bill for this this promo here. I don't know who got off on that. but He, uh, he just wrote yeah. in and he said he heard that about his video. So I'm glad, Michael. Like we, I'm telling you, Michael, dance by request. It'd be good yeah. stuff. be good stuff right there. So, yeah, he needs to. That'd be that that would be fun though. It really would be. Yeah, it would. There you go, Wade. You ready? Yep. It's that time yep. of night. Don't mess with my toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot about that one. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Well, Michael, if you're if you're taking requests, you know. Yeah. So do that. There you go. All right, brother Wade. Well, speaking of music, there's our music. There's the closing the show. Listen, it's it's been fun as always. We enjoyed it, and we thank you for listening and live or on the podcast. We love y'all. We love Georgia Folk and Life members and everybody. Invite your friends to come to the to the uh, Facebook uh, group or listen to the show. Listen yeah. to Georgia Radio when you're working and at your leisure. There, get that out on my Georgia Radio app or listen go online to. JorgeRadio.com. Thank you, uh, Meeks Brothers, for sponsoring the show. We love you. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Good night, Brother Wade. Georgia Radio. Everywhere you go.